for listening to Weekly Wisdom, the podcast of First Presbyterian Church in Haddonfield, New Jersey. This episode is a sermon preached by Reverend Nikki Passante on Pentecost Sunday in 2023. It's titled Different Languages, and it's based on the story of Pentecost as reported in Acts chapter 2, and about how we sometimes struggle to understand each other and be heard by one another, and a way forward out of that predicament. We hope that you'll enjoy it. giving of the Holy Spirit the birth of the church. The Holy Spirit is a radical minister in anything but a discreet. It's a violent phenomenon that enters the room of the Lord and has a mantle of adventure, releasing prisoners, encountering people through healings, persecutions, riots, shipwrecks, visions, and conversions. The Holy Spirit acts as a violent mighty wind, igniting souls on fire, Breathing light into dry bones, rocking open prison cell doors, and setting hearts ablaze. And so we hear that these and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt, Libya, Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans, Arabs, all gathered in one place, all speaking of the mighty. God. I'm not reciting this to show you my verbal experience, but to emphasize that we have a multicultural, multi-tradition, ecstatic experience happening here. Now scholars are divided over whether this is speaking in tongues, as we know it, ecstatic speech, as is referred to in 1 Corinthians, or simply they're just speaking in a different language. Regardless, there is this line in this passage that has not stopped speaking to me since back in February. Now, Pentecost is a high holy day for associates. We always preach. And so I've got a lot of sermons on this passage. But there's a single line that's nestled in the verses that I've bypassed for years, and it was Reverend Eliza Jernico, she preached at Arthur's Installation Service. She preached on this passage. And she distilled it down simply as thus. It says that many different people were there of all languages. And when the Holy Spirit came, the scripture says that while each spoke in their own language, everyone understood each other perfectly. Do you know how many dialects there are in Italy? Marco is from northern Italy. I don't know Italian, but I can hear it. And I can understand what's happening, but when we go to South Africa, I have no clue what's happening down there or anywhere else. Heck, those of us have been to Scotland or Ireland and a full on embarrassment of hearing someone speak English and not knowing the words that they're saying. <laughs> but the fact that we all understand each other is recorded as a cosmic manifestation and a fundamental reshaping of creation. Whereas Jesus' first miracle was turning water into wine. Starbucks, all I want is a coffee. 
I'm looking at the menu. What is venti? What is grande? What is the rest of the junk that's up there? I just want a medium cappuccino. Why does the menu list the sizes in this way? Said another way, we're celebrating Memorial Day. We are celebrating the memory of those who served this country and died while doing it so that we could have these freedoms today that I can have the freedom to speak up here. Memorial has an entirely different language. Or, sorry, the military has an entirely different language, an entirely different code. There's XO for commanding officer, lieutenant, sergeant. We could get into the fact that they have a whole separate legal system. It's a different language. Heck, even the Presbyterian Church would speak a different language. It's the language of acronyms. PCUSA, PCA, investment of difference. NIPS, PIPS, COM, CCL. I'm sure none of you know what this means, except for those of us on session. But speaking of the church, those of you who've been here for a while, you can take this for granted, but other people don't really know what's happening in here if they come and visit. When visitors come to church, my guess is they're looking for hope, they're looking for help, and they're looking for comfort. Maybe they're looking for Jesus. But they get welcomed with a foreign language. What is this doxology? Why are these people speaking about eating Christ's body and drinking Christ's blood? I'm out of here. Why are we singing praise to a ghost? Well, and then, friends, if I can speak directly to you, there is the language of wealth versus unwealth. Here it talks about money more than any other topic, but it's one we avoid or at least get irritated when the pastor brings it up again. Friends, giving is not about the panic we feel when we dip into our investment portfolio. It's about writing a $25 check when you only have $64 in your checking account. Perhaps you don't remember what it's like to have $64 in your checking account. There are many of those in this room that do. Giving is about the daily or weekly willingness to separate yourself from something you value the most. And it just so happens that the church gets it. You give it away all sorts of things all the time. But when you willingly choose to separate yourselves from something you desire desperately to hoard and multiply, if you're able to separate yourself from the power and prestige and status and everything well implies, God notices it and God blesses it. Now, my friend Tommy Dillon, I say this every year, he's a Episcopal priest, he has a stewardship talk that is one line. He says, Tommy, all about your personal relationship with the table. Separating yourself from these things is literally a spiritual discipline. It is learning a new language. For the first time in my life, I really butted up against the reality of this this past week. <clears throat> I was outside blowing leaves on a total free free artwork. I love looking around and seeing my yard done. I'm outside blowing leaves, no kidding. I had four people stop me. I was out there for 20 minutes. I'm going to you that people for that. 
court and crying because that's literally the last thing in the cabinet and the witch check is long gone. Currency is how we move in the world. It might be time to change the conversation. Well, certainly, friends, there's the language of each of our families. When we need a life partner, we're each bringing into that relationship two different languages. Each language learned in our family of origin, each language unique, this could be said a different way. When you come to a partnership or marriage or relationship, you're bringing in our own family's personal set of rules. Right? What is marriage if not forming your own family? Your own set of rules together, your own language. Perhaps some marriages fail because one of us cannot end or if you misunderstand. Perhaps the miracle of marriage is that we truly grow to understand each other. And cut out from a book written by a woman whose husband left the priesthood for her. She writes, I do not know what marriage is like for other people. I only know that for us, there was the initial I do in the church. And then there was the one that happened each day after, the I still do. We had married as strangers and we came to know each other and we had to say it over and over again. I know you miss the monastery, but I still do. I know you don't like having guests in the house, but I still do. I know you don't wake up early enough, but I still do. I know you don't speak my language, but I still do. That daily renewal promise, committed to conversation and commitment to learn a new language. I think the Holy Spirit has a real part for people who are flexible. People willing to learn and bend. The trees move with the wind, right? They don't stand barricaded against the elements. And then there's God, the ultimate conversation partner. Divided tongues of fire that appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. You know, had we had more children here today, I would have asked, why do you think the Holy Spirit comes as a flame? You know, you could say it's because of Exodus and the burning bush. You could say it's because of the fire in the book of Daniel and they survived that. But I think the Spirit comes in tongues of fire because we're going to have to burn away all the stuff that gets in the way that we put there. Our hands are too full sometimes to accept what it is that God is offering to us. Fire... Pentecost is not a hard fire, when it's that warms the house. It's a fire that burns the house down, if necessary, to clean up the mess inside of it. We're not called to live in the shadow of the cross friends and the fire of the Spirit's creative action. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Cannot the Spirit help one to do anything? Look at the first of Peter in the second half of this passage. You know, as we saw him, he was divorced from the eleven, denying and stammering after being accused of being Satan. Get behind me, Satan, says Jesus. But Peter, Peter, Marshall's scriptural testimony from Joel and David, including his eyewitness wonders, experiences of the Lord's signs, his resurrection, his exaltation, and carefully, not fearlessly, as is Peter's 
standing with the eleven, sees the moment, takes the room, and raises his voice, preaches the first Christian sermon. The title in my Bible says, Peter speaks up. Friends, this is important. Peter has changed. Right? With scripture in one hand and his personal experience of the resurrected Christ in the other, he is speaking a new language. But wait, there's more. Peter has not only become a firebrand, he preaches God's Spirit is poured out on all and experienced by men and women, young and old, accompanied by signs and wonders, both visible and audible, with cosmic significance. The gospel is for all. Thanks for listening. 
Please rate and review this podcast so that we can reach more people with the good news of Jesus Christ. To support our ministry, go to www.haddonfieldprez.org and click on the Give tab at the top of the page. Grace and peace be with you.